0: Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. Welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green back for another episode of War in the Spirit. And the thing we're going to talk about today I think is so important um, in the scheme of what's going on in the world. And so I'd like for you guys to tune in. If you are my audio listeners and you listen on the podcast platform, you can also find the video... Uh, broadcast of this on my youtube channel at war in the spirit live if you are my video audience you can find the audio if you want to tune into the podcast audio you can find it on all of the major podcast platforms amazon music google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify breaker stitcher anchor um, most of the places where you're, you're generally going to find podcasts you'll find war in the spirit so now that I've gotten that out of the way, you are tuned in for season number six, episode number six, entitled, Free Your Mind. No more artificial intelligence. You know, as I was preparing to record this episode, I was watching the news and seeing articles. And y'all, I, I can't even tell you. I'm just tired. I'm I'm so tired and not physically tired not mentally tired but i am spiritually tired i am tired of watching what's happening my spirit is grieved of watching what is happening in the world i'm watching what's happening with this election in georgia and people storming the capitol building and people executing violence against other people because an election didn't go their way i'm watching all the hatred that's being spewed on 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 social media on 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 the news on all these different platforms about different perspectives and different views and I'm watching how people are engaging with each other and all this hatred that's being spewed because of a a a, a... A different perspective a a different uh idea because of a color of somebody's skin because of their nationality because of their religion and i am tired i'm tired of watching the people of god operate in a false intelligence in an earthly wisdom i am tired and you know what god is tired too he is tired of contending with our disobedience he is tired of contending with us putting people ahead of him you see i'm watching everything that's going on in the world and Even with this election with Warnock and Ossoff and and the election with Biden and and Harris and and everybody thinks that if we get these people in office, something's going to change. And you know what? I have to tell y'all, you miss the whole point of why God allowed this stuff to happen because he wanted you to stop and turn your attention to him. Because he wanted you to stop and give him the power and trust him and seek him for the answers but what are we doing we're putting our faith again in men saying oh you know what let's let's we're putting all of our trust in the election results and these people these these elected officials let me tell you something I don't care who you put in office if God don't want it to be successful it ain't gonna be successful and the problem is he's waiting for us to acknowledge that that. that he is in control it's just like when the Israelites wanted a king they had everything they needed they had God he was the head of them but they wanted a man to lead them and he goes okay you want a king the people asked for a king let me give you a king and they gave and he gave them Saul a misaligned disobedient king and a misaligned disobedient leader cannot lead you out of bondage cannot lead you into victory cannot lead you into greatness and prosperity of what god has and i hate to tell you if these people ain't aligned with god guess what they ain't gonna be your savior either you're missing the point and i'm so tired of people not paying attention you miss the point of the quarantine you miss the point of the virus you're missing the point of the election you're missing the point of the oppression god is trying to get your attention he is trying to get you to put him back at the head of your life and to stop putting your trust in the things and the people of this world i am tired My spirit is grieved and my spirit is grieved, not just because of what is happening, but because of what I know is coming. Because I know that God has been giving people the opportunity to get in position and they have not been heeding the warning. And because I know that, we all think this is a victory All the people we wanted in office are elected and everything's about to change now. But I hate to tell you, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Much worse before it gets better because we still have not gotten the point. We haven't gotten the point. And it reminds me of this scene in Black Panther where um, where T'Challa has taken the throne and then Killmonger comes in and, and he takes T'Challa out and he goes, Is this your king? Is this your king? And, and God is it, it's, it's, it's in the same vibe. Like, that's what I'm feeling from God. That's what he's revealing. Is this your king? Okay, do you want this to be your king? Okay, let me show you how much power your king has. It's time to free your mind from the artificial intelligence. So let's start by defining artificial intelligence. The ability of a digital computer or computer controlled robot to perform tasks commonly associated with intelligent beings. You see, let me tell you something. Y'all letting the enemy tug on your puppet strings he wants you to put your faith in the things of the world he wants you to put your trust in the things of the world he wants to tug and pull and push you and make you think that you've gotten to a victory when you ain't even halfway there because you haven't sought the one that can bring you into true victory you see you can win this election and still lose the war Because there is a spiritual battle looming and we are totally missing the point because we are allowing the enemy to divert our focus away from God. And what God is trying to do in the earth and what God is calling us to get in position for. You see, the enemy has tricked people into accepting his program of operation, but God wants to unplug you from that program and connect you to a new source, to his divine wisdom. You see, the enemy seeks to control you, but God seeks to collaborate with you you see we're all operating under his programming what is programming the planning the the scheduling or performing of a program the the process of instructing or learning by means of an instructional program the process of preparing an instructional program for a device such as a computer you see the enemy is turning too many of us into his robots we are stuck in the matrix And we need to break out look at how the world is attempting to program you tv programming radio programming music programming movie programming video game programming media programming the enemy is using all these things to program you into operating in artificial intelligence you gotta watch what you're putting into your eye gates and your ear gates because they affect your spirit they affect your mind they affect your heart and we are not paying attention we are not paying attention we are so busy chasing the success of the world and we don't even understand that it's a program binary thinking nothing but zeros and ones see zeros and ones the binary thinking says that either you're going to be a loser or either you're going to be a winner but God is so much more multifaceted than that there is more than just a zero and a one as per according to god the enemy wants you to believe that there's just a zero and a one either you're going to be at the bottom or you're going to be at the top either you're going to be a winner or you're going to be a loser but there's so much in between there and so many of us are trying to chase being one that we don't realize that we are still at zero look at how The world is programming you. Look at how the enemy is programming you. Look at the agendas that are being pushed in radio and media and music and y'all just sopping it up with a biscuit. Eating it all up. He's programmed you to believe that what man says is wisdom. But that is earthly wisdom. Common sense even. But God ain't coming, and most of what he does does not make sense to us. Why? Because his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But we're sitting back trying to operate in our own programmed, logical thinking, trying to make sense of what's happening in the world. When if we just go to the source, the one who crafted the master plan, we will know, we'll know what to do, we'll know how to operate, we'll know how to respond, we'll know how to move, we'll know how to shift, but we are so busy operating in artificial intelligence. You see, that earthly wisdom is just another way to program you in the wrong direction see proverbs 21 1 through 6 says the king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the lord he turns it whenever he pleases that means it doesn't matter who your leader is guess what god is still in control the same way that he turned and twisted the heart of of pharaoh is the same way that he's turning and twisting the heart of trump you see it You watch it. It's like a blowing back and forth. You know why? Because God is in control. Verse 2 says, Every person's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord examines the heart's. That's why you can't operate in what you think. That's why you can't operate in what man tells you. That's why you can't operate in earthly wisdom because only God knows the hearts of the people. Only God knows the real truth. See, because people will try to lead you into the truth that is convenient for them that that they will tell you the truth that will allow them to benefit from the situation which is actually not the truth at all. Verse 3 says, To do righteousness and justice is preferred by the Lord more than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked is sin. Five, the plans of the diligent certainly lead to advantage but everyone who is in a hurry certainly comes to poverty see i was talking about this the other day about the difference between success and victory you see because you can success can give you an advantage but at some point that success is going to run out and it's going to land in poverty whether it's financial poverty whether it's spiritual poverty whether it's mental poverty whether it's emotional poverty at some point you're gonna land at the place of poverty you know why because it's not victory you see victory is something that's completely different from success success is something that the world gives you but god, victory is something that the kingdom that god issues and it goes so far beyond the reach and the scope of success you see because victory it is, is seen in every area of your life not just one thing that you put your hands to that's god's prosperity is is seen in every area of your life not just one thing that you put your hands to not just one thing that you involve yourself with but we are so enamored with chasing success that we don't realize we've shortchanged ourselves back into that zero the place of poverty because the enemy wants you to believe that that success is your be-all and your end-all he wants you to believe that that's what god has for you but he is telling you lies Verse 6 says, The acquisition of treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor, the pursuit of death you see there are so many things in this world and you many of us will look at what people are doing and and the things that they have and we'll look at that like prosperity when it's really just success or it's just fame and we talked about the difference between fame and exposure in one of the previous episodes if you haven't heard it go back and listen because it's important that you understand that but i need you to understand all of those things are fleeting because you know why because they didn't come from the source, because they didn't come through the way. See, because everyone who enters into the gate that didn't come through the way, through the door is a thief and a robber. You see, wisdom comes from God and man is a watered down version often sprinkling their own wounds and broken mindsets into what they are telling you is the right or wise thing to do you see this is why you must test the spirit by the spirit this is why god has to be the final say this is why you get your wisdom from him and not from man you know uh, uh, i've heard people say this and it drives me so crazy don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good and you know what's so funny is it's literally contradictory you can't be heavenly and worldly at the same time It's like you can't serve two masters just like Matthew chapter 6 24 says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve God and wealth you cannot serve God and the world you gotta choose which side of the fence are you going to stand on? You see, I hate this phrase and for so long I, I thought there was there must be somewhere in the Bible where it says this because I heard so many believers and church people using this phrase and I thought to myself, this ain't in God's word, and that's what I govern my life by, not what you say. But to my surprise, of course, there isn't the bible says my bible says walk in the spirit there ain't nowhere in my bible that says walk in the world not one place you see and that's another trick of the enemy to trick you into binary thinking god is so much more multifaceted than that Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 26 says, But I say walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. You see, the enemy wants you to continue to walk with the world because he knows that that empowers your flesh and not your spirit. And it continues to cause you to fall into traps and stumble stumble over the rock of offense and and keep you out of alignment with God's will. And verse 17 says, For the desire of the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another you can't be both you can't be a heavenly minded and earthly at the same time and the truth of the matter is we 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 convince ourselves that uh because of our own offense that people who are spiritual with we, we uh Are so spiritual that they can't connect to the things of the world. Well I hate to tell you. I don't want to connect to the things of the world. I want to connect to heaven. I I want to be connected to God. I want to be connected to God's heart. To God's mind. To God's spirit. To God's character. To God's nature. To God's love. To God's joy. To God's peace. To God's plan. I don't care what the world got going on. Because at the end of the day. If I connect to God. He's in control of everything else. I got to make that one connection. And everything else will begin to fall into place. But see, the enemy is, is, is making you think that you got to straddle the fence between God and the world. But the truth is you just don't want to make the sacrifice of giving up control to God. No more artificial intelligence. Free your mind the truth shall set you free verse 18 says but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now the deeds of the flesh are evident which are sexual immorality impurity indecent behavior idolatry witchcraft hostility strife jealousy outbursts of anger self-ambition dissensions factions envy drunkenness carousing and things like these of which i forewarn you just as i have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god so you've convinced yourself That it's okay for you to walk with the world because you still go to church and because you still read your Bible and because you still pray. But I hate to break it to you. That does not make for a proper relationship with God. That does not make for proper alignment with God's will. Verse 22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law now those who belong to christ jesus crucified the flesh and its passions and desires if we live by the spirit let's follow the spirit as well let's not become boastful challenging one another envying one another you see that verse 25 if we live by the spirit so if you truly call yourself a believer if you truly walk with god if you truly have a relationship with god that means you follow the spirit and not the artificial intelligence that means the holy spirit is the teacher of all things that means you yield to the teaching of the holy spirit and not to the teaching of man and what man says you should do and what society says you should do or what they say you should be or what they say success looks like or what they say you have to do in your life or how you have to walk or how you have to live you see because the only person that can govern that is god the creator himself he makes the rules nobody else but see, what happens is people always misunderstand that which they have yet to attain. So, so we get in these places where we're like, oh, that person is so self-righteous and holier than thou. No, because oftentimes what happens is you know you're insecure because you're not willing to do what's necessary in order to put your life in alignment. You're not willing to make the sacrifice in order to put your life in alignment. You're not willing to surrender everything to God in order to put your life in alignment. So then we look at people who are spiritual and deep in the places of God and are constantly seeking and we look at them like, oh, they so self-righteous. Oh, they so holier than thou. Listen, let me tell you something. I want to be as holy as God can make me. Call me what you want. Even the church has people programmed. Programmed to believe that a relationship with God means reading your Bible or listening to gospel music or praying or going to church and paying your tithes. And I hate to break it to you. There are many people sitting in those pews even leading the church that do not have a true relationship with God. You see, <laughs> the church has programmed you to believe that tradition is relationship. Let's, let's, let's define tradition. Uh, tradition, the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation or the fact of being passed on in this way and uh definition number 2 says a doctrine believed to have divine authority though not in the scriptures see and religion is based largely on tradition you see because tradition is not founded in the holy spirit see it says doctrine believed to have divine authority though not in the scriptures see so much of religion is based on tradition but but see if if it, if it was about relationship why would it not be in god's word when when that's the thing that he's given us to govern ourselves with why would he not put it in his word is religion is based on tradition and not relationship religion is artificial artificial intelligence. Tradition is artificial intelligence. Relationship is based on truth. See, because in Matthew 25, we, we see the 10 virgins and five virgins have stored up extra oil in, in waiting for the bridegroom to show up for the banquet. And then there are these five virgins who have not stored up enough oil. And then when the bridegroom gets ready to come, they, they say, oh, can you give me some of your oil? The foolish virgin said to the prudent ones, give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. However, the prudent ones answered, No, there must, there most certainly would not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the groom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Yet later the other virgins also came saying, "Lord, Lord, open up for us." But he answered, "Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on alert then, because you do not know the day nor the hour." You see, some of you have been saying, "Oh God, I believe you," but you don't know him. Why? Because you haven't established relationship and you're sitting and saying to yourself because you're not walking in the spirit because your life does not look like his word because you're not operating in righteousness and holiness and you're saying to yourself I still got time oh next week I'll make time for God next week I got this and that and this and that to do on my to-do list Oh, I got all this work to do at my job. I got my kids to take care of. I got this and that outing and this this uh, Zoom meeting and that whatever. going oh, uh, I'll make time next time, or I'm gonna squeeze God into this small little window that I've got. We give God the leftovers, but we want God to give us the entree, a fresh meal a fresh anointing what they do that at but you do not know the hour in which he is going to come so you don't have time to say next week I'm going to clean up my life next week I'm going to change my mindset you don't have time and, and stop putting God on the back burner trying to tell yourself you don't have time to make time for God we, we make everything else a priority. When God should be your number one priority in your life, that should be the first thing when you hit the deck in the morning. He should be the first one on your mind and the last one on your mind before you close your eyes at night. Because he's the one covering you while you sleep, while you're awake, while you go to work, while you do your day-to-day activities and you take it for granted. Putting, making him the last thing on your list. No more artificial intelligence. Notice that the five virgins that didn't gather up oil in preparation for the return of the bridegroom, when they attempt to enter the banquet, Jesus says, or the bridegroom says, I do not know you. 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love rejoices with the truth. And in 1 John 21, Jesus says, Jesus asked Peter multiple times if he truly loves him. And Peter vehemently replies, yes, you know that I love you, Jesus. And Jesus says, if you love me, feed my sheep. However, if the sheep are being fed artificial intelligence in the form of tradition and religion as opposed to relationship, And if true love rejoices with the truth, then do we as believers truly love God the way that we say we do? Or is that so-called love artificial too? Is your love based on something superficial or something real? Truly founded in a relationship with God and not on religion and artificial intelligence. You know how spouses can be married to each other for years and portray to the world that that they have the perfect relationship, but behind closed doors, not even like each other or truly know each other. You see, this is the same way that you can read your Bible, pray, go to church and still not truly know or love God or his people according to his standards of love. No more artificial intelligence you see we've gotten comfortable straddling the fence because we want to have our cake and eat it too we we want to to have our see my air quote success and we want god to bless us we want to be able to say we're believers we want to be able to say we're righteous but our life is not showing evidence of that it's time to get in tune with true wisdom. Artificial intelligence says that it's enough for you to go to church, for you to read your Bible, for you to pray. But God says you need to go deeper. God says your life needs to look Like his word, God says you need to walk in righteousness. So those friends that you don't want to step away from, that music that you don't want to give up, those TV shows, all of those things that you are putting into your mind, your heart, and your spirit, that language that you keep using that you don't you don't supposed to be using, but you call yourself a believer and you say you in alignment with God's will, but your life ain't looking like it why because you don't want to make the sacrifices to separate from the things of the world that you know ain't right the stuff that you know you ain't supposed to be connected to the stuff that you know you ain't supposed to be pursuing the stuff that you know you ain't supposed to be operating in but you keep on letting the enemy tell you this lie and fuel your misalignment fuel this artificial intelligence instead of operating in the divine wisdom of God it's time to get clean Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 through 10 says I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel the gospel of the world Which is not just another account, but there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, even now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed accursed verse 10 says for am i now seeking the favor of people or of god or am i striving to please people if i were still trying to please people i would not be a bond servant of christ So ask yourself, is what you're doing rooted in pleasing people? Is what you're doing rooted in the validation that comes from people and the world and what the world says you should have in order to be successful? Or are you operating in divine wisdom of what God says you should be in pursuit of? No more artificial intelligence. Free your mind. Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles and then i will declare to them i never knew you leave me you who practice lawlessness You see, you can prophesy, and you can preach, and you can read, and you can pray, and you can intercede, and you can sing the walls off the church. You can cast out demons, and you can perform miracles, but it's still artificial intelligence without relationship, and he can still say, I never knew you leave me and we don't understand this we're leaving out too much of the truth when we talk about the word the people are being deceived John 1, 2, 15 through 17 says, do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. The world is passing away and also it's lust, but the one who does the will of God continues to live forever. And let me just take a moment and talk about this for a minute. You know, whenever we talk about lust, we want to think about sexual immorality. But you can lust after things. You you can lust after after uh, uh opportunities, you can lust after uh open doors, you can you can lust after power, you can lust after fame, you can lust after so many things. You can lust after relationships. You can lust after so many things. but God ain't going to continue to contend with your broken spirit forever. He's not. You see, the people of God have been mating with the world and calling the offspring blessings. But if when you mate with something in your lust... It's not of God. Whatever is produced is not of God. And when I say that, I'm not talking about physical offspring. I'm talking about whatever was produced or conceived through a relationship, through an opportunity, through a thing that you put your hands to. You're mating with the world. Lusting after stuff and money and opportunities and calling the offspring of it blessings but God don't operate in the world he ain't blessing you with something that came from your lustful prideful boastful spirit that ain't of God no more artificial intelligence just like in Mark chapter 1 we're gonna read I'm gonna start with i'm at mark chapter 11 i'm going to start with verse 12 it says on the next day when they had left bethany he became hungry seeing from a distance a fig tree and leaf he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs and he said to it may no one ever eat fruit from you again and his disciples were listening And then when you, when you jump down to verse 19, it says, and whenever evening came, they would leave the city. And as they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up and being reminded, Peter said to him, rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. You know, I did a sermon about this and, um, you can find it on my YouTube Uh, a word in the spirit live is called what good are clean clothes and i talked about this and how the fig tree is representative of fruit and 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 i did some research on the fig tree to find out that the fig is not even considered a true fruit it's considered false fruit so jesus cursed this tree because it was Producing false fruit. And that's oftentimes what we are eating off of when we connect to the things of the world, when we mate with the world to create a fruit that is unclean. A fruit that comes from our lust for things and power and open doors and opportunities is false Fruit. you're eating off of false fruit and in mark chapter 11 verse 15 it says then they came to jerusalem and he entered the temple area and began to drive out those who were selling and buying on the temple grounds and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves and he would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple grounds And he began to teach and say to them, it is not written, my house will be called a house. Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. See, because when you take your anointing and you connect it to the thing of the world, you're robbing God of what he gave you. And you're robbing yourself of the full potential of what could actually be birthed from the thing that he gave you if you connected it to him and not to the world. You see, when we allow all of these worldly things into the church, into God's house, we become thieves and robbers. Because it's birthed out of a lust for the world, out of the filth of the world, out of the dirt of the world, and not from the clean place of the kingdom. No more artificial intelligence. The enemy got you tricked into accepting his programming. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable worship. Have you presented yourself as a sacrifice to God or have you presented yourself as a sacrifice to the world? Because what you don't know is while you're mating with the world, you're actually sacrificing your anointing. You're actually sacrificing your God-given inheritance. You're actually sacrificing your prosperity. You're actually sacrificing your truth. You're actually sacrificing your kingdom identity. And you don't even know it. Stop letting the enemy program you with this artificial intelligence. Come back to the truth. He wants to control you in everything that you do. And that is always going to keep you in bondage. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how many doors you walk through. I don't care how many opportunities you get. As long as you co-labor with the world, or as long as you allow the world and the enemy to control you, you will always be a slave. God is trying to set you free, but only the truth can set you free. Not your truth, not the enemy's truth, not the the pastor's truth, not your friend's truth, not your mama's truth, not your daddy's truth, but God's truth. That's the only truth that there is. The rest is counterfeit. Proverbs 16, 1 through 3 says, The plans of the heart belong to a person, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. You see, you can make all the plans you want. There'll still just be plans until you truly give it to God. All the ways of a person are clean in his own sight, but the Lord examines the motives. See, you can tell yourself that that thing is clean, you can tell yourself that it's a blessing, but if God examines your heart and sees that it was birthed out of lust, it ain't a blessing. Verse 3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. You see, the enemy wants to control you, but God wants to co-labor with you. He's waiting on you to commit your life, to commit your plans, to commit your walk, to commit your mind, to commit your heart, to commit your spirit to him so that he can establish you. He don't want to take your plans away. He don't want you to leave you with nothing, but he wants you to give it to him so he can teach you how not to be caught up in the binary, thinking how not to be caught up in the matrix, how not to be a slave to those plans, to the system, to the world, to the enemy. When are you going to see the glitch in the matrix and break out? When are you going to stop operating in this artificial intelligence and embrace the truth? Because the truth only comes from God. It only comes from God. And nobody else. Nobody else. I tell people all the time, listen, don't let my word be the final word over your life. Everything that you hear me say, please take it back to God. He's the final word. God has the final say. God is going to tell you whether that person that spoke a thing into your life, that said something, that represented themselves as a, as a voice for God, whether they are in alignment or whether they are not, only God knows. But you can't know if you don't take it to him. You can't know if you don't have relationship with him. You can't know if you take their word at face value and run with it. No more artificial intelligence. It's time to operate in truth. It's time to free your mind because the truth will set you free. I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying that you will truly seek and embrace the truth. Ask and it shall be answered. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall Be open. But you got to take the initiative. God wants to recalibrate your life and put it all in order so that you can actually receive his inheritance for your life. The true prosperity that he has for you. But you're so busy operating in artificial intelligence that you can't see it. And that grieves my spirit that's the word that God gave me to release I am praying that it would convict you like you never been convicted before because the window is closing God ain't gonna contend with us in our disobedience forever and he's not going to contend with us and our uh, uh, misalignment forever he's not going to contend with us and our overlooking him forever or our putting him and his will and his plan on the back burner forever at some point he's gonna respond and I pray that you are not one of those virgins left on the outside with the door shut in your face Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts.